All right, let me prep. <laughs> All right, so today we're going to talk about a character that actually means quite a lot to me. Not for the reasons you'd expect. He's not my favorite. He isn't even my favorite mutant. But he's a character that I respect for the reasons that I believe in my heart that he is the most logically and consistently developed serialized comic book character there is. More than Bruce Wayne, more than Clark Kent, more than Peter Parker, Tony, even Tony Stark. So yeah, today we are going to be talking about Marvel's favorite four-eyed Cyclops. This is Scott fucking Summers. big news! <laughs> this is the layman's guide to the multiverse. Hello and welcome to the Layman's Guide to the Multiverse, where we dive between the panels and break through the fourth wall. All right, this is Matt here today. I am joined here today by... Hey, I'm Ed. And... I'm Doug. And last but not least, we got... I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're ju- you're exactly like our uh, subject matter today. <laughs> oh. He's, he, he, he had the Professor Xavier dying and, and Logan sound more than anything going on. My mind! <laughs> <laughs> Guys, just, just a heads up. I am incredibly ill. Um... He's pretty much the Incredibles 2 of being yeah. sick. Yes. Apollo yes. has M-Pox. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Apollo has the last uh, Tupac album. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, in all seriousness, though, I'm um, I'm a little under the weather, so no, we're recording you? this episode while I uh, have a very strange-sounding voice. So if you're wondering who the hell this is, this is Apollo <laughs> once again with you here today. Hey, I think you sound sexier than ever. Thank you. Look, don't worry, Paulo. If you don't make it to the end of the episode, if Warner Brothers could digitally edit out a mustache, I'm pretty sure we can figure out a way to digitally put you back in this episode. (laughs) We'll just just cut up sound clips of all the other stuff he's done already. (laughs) We are off to a stellar start. Uh, So, Douglas, you have a topic you wish to bring up to us today. Uh, uh, Hold on. Before we even start this topic, I need to to be the one to bring this up. Go for it. Uh, As Doug Doug mentioned in his intro, uh, this is a very polarizing character where I got to be honest with you, I think he fucking sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's fair because the thing is, he's a character that you should love or hate. The problem is, is too many people just don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, to, to that point, I mean, let's let's think about his mainstream appearances. Okay, like uh, what, do what we have I to? know. Well, <laughs> well, it, here's the good part. It'll only take five minutes. That's in the, right. In the cartoon, he was the chump that constantly gets his girl stolen by Wolverine. Hey, and, hey, and, hey, and, hey. And, and and he got a convertible yeah, as a I gift was from, about to from say. Wolverine. Like, yeah, guys, Wolverine, come on. Yeah. Yeah, he Wolverine might have stolen the hate. <laughs> made him <Okay>. a convertible. <laughs> so it's a pretty sweet trade. So he's that. Uh he's like what? C tier in Marvel versus Capcom? 
No, M uh, M MVC two. He's right. He's right out of S tier. He's like top yeah. A. Oh, yeah. really? Is he really? Yeah, he's yeah, real. he's real good. He was Justin Wong's uh, uh, anchor character. Yeah. Ah. You, you you've never seen that Never Give Up compilation? Yeah, where he 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 basically uh, in uh, a big famous match. Uh, I think he's it was got like finals. a pixel of health left yeah. and makes his way back. It's ridiculous. And, and, and he uh. KOs all three of his opponent's characters with Cyclops. <laughs> I with every, Cyclops. Every, every time I watch high level play, I just see it's just nonstop Sentinels. Anyway, <laughs> so Rocket Punch, Rocket Punch. <laughs> but then then uh, what was it? The movies I've seen the for all three X Men movies. He's just kind of hey, I'm here. Hey, everyone hey, hates me. Is, I can't is he see... even in the third? Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he is for about sure. five minutes. Yeah, and then he dies. And then he dies. Yeah. He dies within five friggin' minutes. I can't see that actor as anybody else but Cyclops now, and it's a bo it, it bothers me. You know, oh, he was... he's fun. Yeah, but but, he, but every time he pops up, I'm like, hey, look, it's Cyclops. Actually, you know who he would have been great as? Jimmy Olsen? Ted Bundy. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm making a face as I'm like, you might not be wrong. He's no, really no, no. It's like it's not that you're wrong. It's just that like it's it's a weird thing to say about somebody. You know who that guy was great at? <laughs> Charles Manson. <laughs> but you love Helter Skelter, don't you? <laughs> but yeah, but but that's kind of the, he's you know he's the quote unquote leader of the X Men, but like he doesn't seem to be that great of a leader. And just Ted Bundy's just the leader kinda... of the X Men. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> You guys, we, yeah. we need to we need to let Doug talk. We were, we're, no, we're it's all, this. It's, I'm enjoying this. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah. But but like yeah, he's he's kind of like uh yeah. Nobody really cares about him. He's never the star of a movie. He never seems to be making any big calls, and he's just kind of the guy that Wolverine says, you know, hey, fudge off. Yo, he's Wolverine's fucking pin cushion. That's who. <laughs> yeah, he's Wolverine's pin cushion. I'm trying to keep it PG-13, but yeah. Cyclops is blander than Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right. Let's see if Doug can can change our minds. What, what yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna honey nut this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna banana nut this. Um, or, or alternatively, you can maple cherry on this because ooh, those are new. I don't know if you've had those. I have. They're tasty. They're delicious. They're really good. Go get some now. Cheerios, please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> Kellogg's Post, please. Hey, hey. We're not picky. We'll take like you know the bottom shelf bag cereals. Like, listen, stop and shop. If you guys want to give us your generic brand, Ooh, yeah, seriously. Yeah, no, I'm actually, I'm actually all about sponsored by Frosty Flakes. <laughs> <laughs> God, all right, oh Doug, man, go. shredded wheat flakes, please. <laughs> okay, so um, it I, he's not going to be interesting right away, but we need to start at the beginning. <laughs> okay, so when mommies and daddies love each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, funny you should say that, because when mommies and daddies love each other, they make children, and when mommies and daddies love children, they throw them out of planes. Wait, what? I, huh. Yeah, um, so that is the origin of Cyclops. Um, <laughs> Their mom and dad had an accident, and they threw him out of a fucking plane? <laughs> well, in, in their defense, the plane was crashing, and they only had one parachute. <laughs> So they threw so him they tossed so they tossed him out of the plane and then used the parachute themselves to get the safety. <laughs> <laughs> Even his parents didn't want him. Dun, 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 we gotta dun, drop. Dun, dun. Wait, <laughs> drop nah, the baby first. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but they give the one parachute to uh, Scott and his brother Alex, who is havoc. Oh, I do remember this. Okay. And uh, but it's also two people, one parachute, so they land roughly. Uh, Cyclops. Uh, hits his head, and for a long time in the Marvel Universe, that has explained why Cyclops cannot turn his power off. He didn't have his powers at the time, but when they developed him, 
they they kind of jolted whatever yeah yeah it basically the head injury preemptively it gave him a brain injury that would not allow him to turn his powers off wait so it, the, when the brain, they injured, the brain injury preemptively gave him a problem uh yeah. well yeah i mean before the mutant powers developed the brain injury is still there and the brain injury is what they use to explain why he couldn't turn his powers off when they did. Apollo, I don't, know, I, don't know, I don't know if you know this, but walking is just preemptively breaking your leg. <laughs> <laughs> so when living is preemptively dying. Yeah, so we're getting real existential, being, man. Being alive is a ripoff to Marvel Zombies. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No more Marvel Zombies. <laughs> Doug, get back to your point. Go. Okay, so in Marvel Zombies... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, okay, so Scott's parents, as he believes, die in a plane crash. Uh, it, as they do. Yes. Him and his brother are split up and are in orphanages. Goddamn orphanages breaking up <laughs> perfectly good families. <laughs> it's horrible. Brain injuries. Yeah. Jamming yeah. the on button on. So Scott's not had a great life. Or the best. Because, yeah, so he's in an orphanage, he's lost his parents, he doesn't have his brother, and uh, then one day he opens his eyes and obliterates everything he sees. Yeah, <laughs> Forever. That's so yes. awesome. <laughs> that is amazing. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I, I believe this is a point of contention amongst some Marvel people. Isn't his power technically like a concussive blast, not yes, an is. obliterative blast? Well, yes. I mean, concussion can obliterate things. But it's not a laser or heat, though. No. Okay. So, so what is getting shot out of his eyes? Um. Okay. So originally, uh, it, it's always been concussive blasts, uh, unless the writer didn't do the research. But originally, he absorbed solar energy and then projected the optic blasts out of his eyes. But they so he's got Superman laser vision. Uh. Well, it's not a laser. It's it's Superman punch vision, but. They also then later retconned that uh, to explain why there's no recoil. So it, it's like a grenade being shot out of his eyes. Wait, 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 wait. wait. It's more like a fire hose. You said that it's a concussive okay. force, right? Yes. And it's on forever because he got a concussion when he was eight. It all makes sense. <gasps> oh, oh, my God. That all made, you just made more sense than every Marvel Yo, writer has in the past. Cyclops like is the shit now. <laughs> <laughs> He, he uses his eventual CTE as a mutant power. Dude, <laughs> dude, if he played in the NFL, he'd I be know. unstoppable. I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so th they did retcon how his powers worked eventually into an even more weird uh, idea. And I, I don't know why they did it. I think they did it to try and explain why there was no recoil. Isn't his, isn't his powers now with like... I don't know, a gateway to another dimension or something? No, that is exactly it. Wait, his, what? Stupid. Yeah, his his eyes open an aperture in the lens to a universe full of energy, and it just <laughs> exits his eyes. What? I want yeah. someone what they're smoking. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't say it was a good retcon. Say, <laughs> say that one more time, please, so I can fully understand what came out of your mouth. His eyes open a dimensional aperture to another dimension full of concussive energy. <laughs> so what you're telling, telling so me is that he's got Rick and Morty vision. He's got, he's... Yeah, he, he's got the concussion force. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, now if they would have wrote it that way, I'd have been all in. I've been all about Cyclops. 
Damn it, Doug. Why could he? Why could he do that? I don't know. He was concussed when he was eight. Like, <laughs> dude, Doug, you're you're not even ten minutes in. You've already got us sold on this. <laughs> All right, turning it around. <laughs> Score one for the psych man. <laughs> or, or, okay, but, but can I ask a question? I'm just yes, again. I'm thinking back to the movies. I'm thinking back to the video games and uh, the the cartoon. They always seem to portray it as a laser. Um. Well, it is energy and. Even though, even in the even in the cartoons, it, it would knock people back. It was concussive force, even in the cartoons. Um, That's true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, like that that is one of the biggest misconceptions like layman's have about Cyclops is that they think he fires like heat visions or like burning lasers. No, uh, he basically fires punches from his eyeballs. Joe, <laughs> uh... he's like the Hal Jordan. Ah! Laser punch. Laser punch. <laughs> All he needs is to be able to will it into a freaking punch, into a fist. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Does, does that mean Hal is more interesting because at least he has to think about it? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> He's going to think about punching you. Cyclops just opens his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Although that is one of my uh, favorite arguments about why Cyclops should win a fight against Wolverine because why? it's like. Laser punches? Well, because it's like, oh, do I see you? I win. <laughs> it just, I mean, it's instantaneous like impact from what he's looking at. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. I guess it's, it's but, just, he's uh, so anyway, boring. That's not nobody, really relevant. Nobody, <laughs> he's so boring. Nobody wants him to be Wolverine. Jean <laughs> Grey goes back from the dead for like the twelfth time. She, she pulls out her stamp card. They're like, you get one free, and she's like, <laughs> Scott, could you not? Could could you just let this tiny furry Canadian just gut you? <laughs> Please, but but Gene. Okay, Gene. <laughs> uh, but continue, please. All right. So he is the first mutant uh, recruited by Charles Xavier to be an X Man for his, or even just the first student to be recruited for his school for gifted, you know, youth or gifted children. Is there a reason why? Well, uh, narrative. Yo, because he's he's a sad, lonely child, so it makes sense that he's going to recruit that a sad, too. lonely child. Oh, I just I just thought he had really nice hair. Yeah, something that I would like to point he out also is nice that he... no, Charles Xavier did not. <laughs> <laughs> I meant Scott Summers, you dick. I I, I know. Okay, so I he, this is a, a a child who lost his parents, literally can't open his eyes for fear of killing everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is recruited by a racial ideologue who indoctrinates him in an almost military fashion to serve his agenda. Okay, you just described Dick Grayson. I uh, I did. Holy shit, you did! <laughs> <laughs> Again, making Cyclops more interesting, <laughs> or alternatively not because his name is Scott oh, ruining Nightwing because his name is Scott and not Dick Grayson oh guys Wolverine stole his girl and Scotty doesn't know <laughs> I'm sorry keep going oh, God. Uh, no so the okay so he's the first but they recruit the original team of X-Men mm-hmm. and that's not really relevant uh, for a while I mean they're the X-Men they do their thing I mean, they sold like gangbusters. They were they're oh, really, no, no, they're no, relevant. No. no, they're relevant, but I, I mean, it's not really relevant to Scott's personal development other than in the original series, his uh, growing affection for Gene and the little love triangle that they almost had with uh, Angel 
and Gene because Angel was into Gene too. But Gene, Wait, oh, you're, you're not, you're, that was you're, an, that was an attempted yeah. thing at one point. You're not going to talk about the other weird love triangle between Scott, Gene, and Professor Xavier. Uh, no, oh, we're going to get to that. My God, that is a thing, um, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it yeah. is. Do- and- Doctor Doctor Niles Calder's a creep. So Marvel was like, "Hold my beer. We're gonna we're gonna make our our, our copy creepier, <laughs> balder no. and stickier." <laughs> I don't know why he's sticky, but I like it. Have you seen him? Have you have you seen like the original character design for for Xavier? He's gross. I uh, did yeah, have really weird eyebrows. Looks like he's covered in flypaper. He's continue. always had really weird eyebrows. I'm sorry. Continue. Yes. Yeah. No. So that's why I'm I'm glossing over the original run because of. Like, there's really nothing important to his character development other than his growing relationship with Gene. Excuse you, Bobby Drake looks like a snowman. That's important to everybody. Also, Bobby that Drake is now gay. Was important. Is he? Which, oh, please, I, I, I actually have mixed feelings about that, and I want to get into that another time. <laughs> but uh, Well, that, that, that is he was, was actually a, a question of, like, is he? Like, I don't know. Because I thought that was retcon, too. Like, he is, but he's not. But the past version, like, the new past version of him is, but but maybe not. Well, we'll get well, into that. Well, the new past actually... definitely is, but yeah. yeah. Cool. Keep right, going. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Tell us more about Scott. Uh, so, all right. So the next big thing is giant size X-Men number one, where, <laughs> uh, which is, I know the, that's what it's called, but keep going. No, that, that's the introduction of the new team. And the reason they needed a new team was the old team was, uh, trapped by, uh, Krakoa, the living Island. Yeah. 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 This is, you know, this is, the past just let it go people <laughs> um but yeah cyclops was the only one who escaped so him and xavier form a new team to go rescue the old team and then they rescue the old team and they're like oh you got a new team well i guess we quit oh man don't they become x-factor <laughs> they do uh do you want to do you want to talk about who's on the new team uh yes that would be the uh some of the most popular mutants uh to this day mm-hmm. uh N- nightcrawler yes. colossus yeah. storm mm-hmm. wolverine yep uh, who before then had never been a mutant, but they decided to make him one because yeah, he was, not? yeah, because he was originally just written as like a one-off uh, foe for the Hulk. He was like a little cat man. He was. He had adorable <laughs> whiskers on his mask. He, so, he was like a Wolverine. Really, he, guys, he, come on. He had a he had an ador he had, he had adorable whiskers. He did that. That's the point we were getting at. Adorable whiskers. I still love the fact that Hugh Jackman <laughs> thought. When he got the part as Wolverine, he thought he was literally going to play a Wolverine. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, what? Oh, you never heard about that? Yeah, Hugh Jackman. Um, Huge when he got Jack the, man. Yeah, he he didn't he ne- he wasn't familiar with the comic book character Wolverine because he him. got like cast at the last minute. So like he was like, oh oh, so like that's I'm right. A wolf someone else person. is supposed to be playing him. Yeah, and, there's and, test and, footage of that too. Yeah. Yeah. So like like he was like acting like he was like some sort of like cat thing, and the guy's like, what the frick are you doing and he's like what i'm a wolverine he goes no no the comic book character you singing fabulous australian you (laughs) (laughs) oh that's actually grand i need to look that up later now um so now originally scott stays behind when the others quit Uh, the others quit to basically just try and live lives and scott is like where am i going to go i can't look at anything without it dying so uh he stays and leads the new x-men now, they do uh, eventually f- split off to form X-Factor, which we'll talk about in a second, but that happens after the Phoenix Saga. And the Phoenix Saga is the first really major event of Scott's life that wasn't part of his origin. 
a lot happened in that storyline, and we can't talk about all of it if we're going to focus on Scott. But basically, his girlfriend becomes, um, what do they call it, a crazy cosmic death god. We should mention his girlfriend is Jean Grey. I thought we had, but uh, if we hadn't, yeah. She's constantly (laughs) getting stolen, so I mean, you kind of got (laughs) to reiterate that. Jean! Oh, she's dead again. (laughs) (laughs) You said it too loud. (laughs) No, but... um. So this is the first time that Jean dies, even though she technically doesn't. We'll get to that in a second. But so, yeah. So during the Phoenix saga, uh, they go into space because Phoenix stuff. And this is where uh, they introduce the fact that, A, uh, Cyclops' dad didn't die. Him and his wife were, like, abducted by aliens from yep. the, from the plane crash. Yeah. And his mom is dead. But his dad is now a space pirate. Yo, yeah, his dad he... is Corsair. <laughs> yep. Isn't he one of like the Star Jammers or something? Yes, the Star Jammer. The leader like sweet... of the Star Jammers. <laughs> Respect got, him. He's got a sweet bomber jacket, too. <laughs> he does, No, he got a sweet bomber jacket and an amazing mustache. <laughs> yeah. What? I'm Googling this. <laughs> Corsair. Corsair, Star Jammers. Yeah. It's actually Brigade. I'm 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 afraid what's going to come up with the word Star Jammers. Oh my! You know what he looks like? He looks like um, uh, Ben Stiller's character in Dodgeball. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like an intergalactic globo gym. Oh my god! Yeah, that's that's picture me grabbing the bull by the horns. (laughs) it's a metaphor. Really happened though. Here's lasers, laser, and laser. <laughs> that movie's fantastic. He gets, yeah. we he, get gets off by gla- he gets slapped by Gladiator, and he's like, "Nobody makes me bleed my own blood." <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Man. Okay. So, uh, Phoenix Saga ends. Uh, Gene, quote unquote, dies, and Scott grieves. He actually doesn't find out his dad is Corsair until later because Gene hid that from him for whatever reason. What Wait, what the, why does Jean find this out before fucking Scott she's does? A, because she's a telepath. Oh, yeah, mean? that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for reminding say, me really, that, that was, that's a thing I forgot. Uh, that's that's the entire thing. <laughs> Man, she she well, she must have been useless for the rest of that comic book. It probably took her all of, what, 30 seconds using telepathy and she passed out? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's terrible. Continue. I'm sorry. Um, So then the next major event of his life is on the rebound, missing his dead wife or no, sorry, they weren't married. His dead girlfriend. He meets a woman who strangely looks exactly like her. No red flags coming off there. Right. None. None. Uh, And he falls in love with her. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So this is the introduction of Madeline Pryor. Uh, and they get married and have a son who later turns out to be Cable. And then they find out that Jean has not really been dead. In fact, she wasn't even in space being the Phoenix. The Phoenix just like used her form and then buried her in a cocoon beneath like uh, the river or lake or something. And she, they just find out, oh, yeah, she's just been in this like cocoon coma. Sure. Comic books. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, sure. No, oh, no, she was in a healing coma. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so Gene comes back and Scott pulls his first scumbag move, which is being a deadbeat dad and husband. I like it. I like it. <laughs> he leaves his wife and son to get back with Gene. And that's when they form X Factor. 
Dude, you are not painting him in too good of a light so no, far. No, I, I I didn't claim he's a good person. Are you kidding me? His father's the freaking owner of Globo Gym. He's awesome. <laughs> Intergalactic Globo Gym. Yeah. <laughs> not even regular Globo Gym. <laughs> no, I'm actually going to explain uh, later at the end the basically the emotional path that I believe that and psychological path that Cyclops took as a character because I think all of his choices make sense when you look at the totality of the character. But continuing on from now, um, so him and the original four X-Men form X-Factor, which uh, is a group of government-hired mutants who are supposedly supposed to be hunting down other mutants, but they're trying to subvert the system and help other mutants while working for the government. Oh, what a bunch of nice guys. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, then his uh, ex-wife gets corrupted by demons. Okay, as as one does. Hey, thank you. Uh, And becomes the Goblin Queen. (laughs) <laughs> wait what does she wait. marry david bowie <laughs> i would watch a shit out of that movie right i mean she wears a very skimpy outfit so yeah okay she married david bowie i mean have you seen his bulge like who wouldn't that's fair i'd do it and he's a corpse i heard there's i heard there's a religion around that bulge <laughs> <laughs> sure okay did yeah. not know that but that's fine i'm a, i i heard it i heard it from somewhere and i'm afraid to google it i don't want to I don't want yeah, to either. Yeah, uh, let's leave that alone. <laughs> let's leave that in limbo where all the demons came from. <laughs> and Madeline Pryor. Yes. That leads to the Inferno Saga. And at that point, she kind of has a moment of redemption where she uncorrupts herself and then she kills herself out of despair. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So not really happy ending for her. I hope, uh, yeah. I hope this is I hope what's his name realized that this is all his fault. Uh, He does. And he's pretty pissed. And no, he's pissed. Why is he pissed? I can't believe this is my fault. I'm watching out a nigger. Well, no, because uh, (laughs) what I was going to get at was he finds out that Madeline Pryor was a clone of Jean Grey, created (gasps) by Mister Sinister. No, that is so sinister. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who would have thought that guy would have done something like that? Yeah, but also who would have thought that that woman who looked exactly like Jean Grey to the last detail. Wait, wait, you mean, <laughs> yeah. you mean to tell me that Marvel Comics is using clones as a device <laughs> for their... I don't, I don't believe you. I don't believe... <laughs> I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Yeah, it was before its time. <laughs> I, I, I could imagine. I, they, kidding me? Such, such a lowbrow thing. I, would, I bet you they would never use something like clones or any of the more mainstream characters like <laughs> Spider-Man. Or, <laughs> never. How dare they? I know. Yeah, as far as I remember, they never did with Spider-Man because I have blocked all memories to the contrary out. Uh, Cyclops goes on a little tear and he thinks, actually kills Sinister, he doesn't, but he thinks he does. And uh, this leads to the next phase of his life where without the burden of having that, you know, ex alive, he gets romantically involved with Gene again and they marry. Oh, uh, how, how, how exciting. Oh, <laughs> ah, thank you. Optic brast. <laughs> oh, God, you made an X pun. Oh, damn it. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy you made that X pun. That's fine. <laughs> Go ahead, continue. Yeah, so in 92 or 93, he marries Jean Grey, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, was that, they, was that a they big, were actually. Was that a big thing? Yeah. Like, did, they, did Marvel make a it, big, it, it, like. Dude, there was like one of the I forget if it was it a, was a cover. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. there was there was like a giant cover drawn by uh Jim Lee. 
No, I, I remember this because I remember I actually I bought a book version of that comic from a Scholastic Book Fair. Ooh. Nice. I think I still have it. Uh, I'll look for it later. Is is the cover still drawn by Jim Lee? Uh, let me check because I, I can remember pretty clear because, yeah, you see uh, Scott and the talks with the Cyclops mm-hmm. glasses yeah, yeah, yeah. on. Yeah, Jim Lee. Oh, can mm-hmm. we we have to discuss? So what are those glasses made out of? Uh, they're made out of ruby quartz. Oh, yes. Uh, beat me to it. But yeah, uh, apparently for plot reasons, uh, ruby quartz is the one uh, like material on Earth that can just diffuse into uh, his optic blast. Like it just doesn't work on ruby quartz. Well, the other object in reality that, you know, stops his optic blast is his brother. But, you know. Also, because um, we didn't touch about it uh, or touch on it with, with Sinister. Um I don't remember if it's true for the comics, but it is at least for the cartoon that the only thing that can hurt Mr. Sinister, or at least stop his, his regenerating, is uh, uh, Scott Summers' optic blast. You know, funny story, I actually don't know if that's true in the comics, because I do not remember the last time I saw Mr. Sinister actually fight and not just plot. <laughs> uh, I like that character. He's like, he's a lot of fun. No, he is. He's, he, he's a lot like uh, a much better version of the jackal from spider-man <laughs> i thought you were gonna say a much better dr doom and i was about to be like how dare you there is no better point too doom. was he yes yeah he was uh, yeah or, or she was i well, i don't want to get into gender why politics did that here. happen <laughs> listen man he doesn't it just he just does what he wants man yeah he, he can shapeshift if he wants to be a woman uh, who are we to judge oh listen. wait the readers that's fine. <laughs> let the man live his life. Let the let the let let whatever he is live its life. <laughs> as he so choose as he as they so choose. There you go. Get your pronouns right, Paulo. I know. I'm anyway, sorry, yes. <laughs> anyway, no, it's all good. good. Okay. <laughs> moving on. Okay, so before I die, we are moving on. <laughs> uh, the the next big point in Cyclops's development is a storyline called the Twelve. Basically, uh, Apocalypse's. Uh, assistant Ozymandias, which not the one from the Watchmen, obviously, is basically tasked with collecting 12 specific powerful mutants to fuel the rebirth of Apocalypse. Uh, Many of which are the X-Men. And it turns out that once they collected them, the host body for uh, Apocalypse's rebirth was Cyclops. So Apocalypse basically took over his body for a while and Cyclops's consciousness was in there suppressed but he had to basically share a brain with Apocalypse for a while so he, was, he was he was backseat driving for a little bit yeah he was what sorry he was backseat driving for a little bit uh he, he was just backseat watching oh see I, I have this image in my head that like Apocalypse is like you know he, he he needs something done so he just has his secretary like go out and get the mutants for him like Go, Susan. I am the apocalypse. Like, <laughs> no, no. Uh, apocalypse had all of his powers and everything. Like, he took his own form again, but he Uh-oh. just used he just used Scott's body to do it. Wait, so he just used the so, physical mass of of Scott Summers and was like, I don't even need your mutant powers. I just need your body. Like, I just need the fact that you are yeah. a mass of flesh that I can turn into my own body. So why wouldn't have you gotten so why anyone you else? Somebody else, exactly. Um, I think there was a reason it needed to be Scott Summers. I don't know what it was anymore. Well, that's but the point is, though. plot. It is, but just plot. 
Well, is, is, and isn't Mr. Sinister's whole thing that he wants to get like all the summer jeans because they're like special uh, or something? Well, that's actually why he created Madeline Pryor because uh, he realized that the combination he that of summer, the he sum- needed that summer juice. Wait, Wait a second, I think I think I know why he picked Cyclops. Probably because this was during a time where all the other comic book characters being drawn by Rob Liefeld. <laughs> actually, no. This is this is before that. Uh, none, none of them had feet. <laughs> Scott Summers was the only one with feet. <laughs> How am I supposed to create the perfect being if it doesn't have feet? <laughs> no. wait, but, wait, 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 hold on. So if 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 Mr. Sinister is trying to get like like Scott Summers like, like genes or DNA, right? Mm-hmm. Or 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 I should say like the Summers DNA. Yeah, but is, it's not is, just the Summers. It's got to be the Summers and Jean Grey's DNA. Yo, so is, is Madeline? Juice. So is Madeline Pryor just a walking sperm bank? Yes, but actually, exactly, I believe she's saving. even referred. Yeah, uh, I actually he literally refers to her as a broodmare. That is gross. Yeah, Yo, sinister is a fucking terrible person. Sinister is his his name. <laughs> he is so <laughs> sinister. sinister. But yeah, so that's why I created Madeline Pryor because everybody thought Jean Grey was dead, and he's like, "Well, that's going to put a damper I'm, in I'm my gonna, plans." I'm going <laughs> to coin the phrase "summer's juice" right now. It's important. <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> that's the point. Summer's use trademark, layman's guy, multiverse, LLC. <laughs> 2019. I'm, I'm pretty sure Summer's Juice was, was a flavor of Capri Sun in the 90s. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, you just uh, made all good memories of Capri Sun. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know what's worse, that or just regular sunny day. Oh, <laughs> oh no, God! You guys remember Tang? It, it, it was a kick in a glass. God damn it! <laughs> no, no, stop it, stop it, stop it! Scott Summers, Summer Juice, let's go. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay, so he, they eventually stop Apocalypse, and Scott gets his mind back. But the thing is, is wait, is he still Apocalypse have... though? No, no, uh, they, they be. They basically get Apocalypse out of there. How do they but, do that? Um, do, do they like hire a guy? There's, they call like 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 Viking extermination. Like those those wax candles that you stick in your ear and you light on fire to create a vacuum. They just did it. And just there you go. Apocalypse gone. Apocalypse be gone. <laughs> did they like? What they like superheat the inside of his body? What is is, is Apocalypse just a bunch of bed bugs? Like. I got questions, guys. They're, they're not bad questions. Gene and Cable uh, are what basically separate Apocalypse's spirit from his body. And so he regains his normal form and abilities and memories. So but, in other words, a wizard did it. Uh, Yeah, Gene and Cable, wizards. <laughs> but the thing is, is do you know what's pretty traumatizing? Sharing your mind with a two thousand year old evil mutant. Well, I wouldn't know because I've never shared my body with a two thousand year old evil mutant. Just saying, you know. <laughs> I've only done it with a five hundred year old evil mutant, so I mean I can't relate. But this yeah. is not like it's too bad. <laughs> I'm not sure though, so I, I should probably check my privilege. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> but th- this is actually a, a big deal for Scott because Scott's never quite sense. it's never he's never quite the same after that. What what changed? Uh, him into apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, yes, we understood this part, but like, what exactly? Like, what is different about him from old Cyclops, from old oh, Condom he, Head? He, he, <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> he does wear a body condom. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it that way. <laughs> well, it's just 
he's no longer so sure of his convictions. Um, he had all of Apocalypse's emotions and memories and just it scarred him and he became kind of withdrawn from himself and from his wife. And he still did his job, you know, leading the X-Men and whatnot, but his heart he, wasn't in it. it. It wasn't because he, he couldn't trust himself so much. Uh, like he was suffering from huge post-traumatic stress again, basically, you know, absorbed by an ancient God in a way. And he just, drifts from his relationship with Gene. And this is what leads into uh, Grant Morrison's run uh, with New X-Men. Oh, everybody's got sweet uh, jackets. Yeah. That is that is a thing that Grant Morrison brought to that. Yeah. Sweet, yeah. sweet jackets. We're, yeah. Weren't the movie costumes based on Morrison's jackets? <laughs> no, 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 all the way around. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. No, no, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry. I, I do remember that now, but this is what leads to the splitting up of Gene and Cyclops because <gasps> Cyclops then has a psychic affair with Emma Frost, the former villain known as the White Queen. Uh, Ooh, wait, a psychic affair? How does yeah, that, yeah, how does that, that, how does that's that actually why I'm groaning because they don't physically do anything. Uh, Emma Frost is also a telepath. Yeah, because I mean, Emma Frost, her whole shtick is that like uh, she's like some sort of super telepath. She can like make you experience things that aren't really being experienced. I know I'm mm -hmm. probably glossing over a lot of it, but yeah, she's she, powerful as fuck. Yeah, she's she's one of the world's most powerful telepaths. Also, like, not as powerful bling. as Jean or, or Xavier, but yeah, <laughs> yeah she is that bling. when they yeah, that's when they introduced the concept of secondary mutations, which I was never behind. I mean, I, I can explain why she got one, uh, and then why they they. I'll, I'll get there in a second. Go because finish, finish, finish your point. Boring. They're a dime a dozen. Literally, they're 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 a diamond a dozen. You know, I'll, I'll, just, <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll just explain it now. You go um, well, Grant Morrison wanted uh, or wanted uh, Colossus on his X Men team for the the, uh, the, the new X Men comic. Mm -hmm. They were like, no, he's already doing something else. But like, we'll give you some like, like we'll give you another mutant. He's like, fine. Wait, was this this was after Colossus had died and come back, right? Um, no, or no, or maybe Colossus was dead then at this point. He, well, he was dead. Yeah, he was dead. He was back dead. So, yeah, the, the, what's oh, called? Oh, yeah, so Grant Morrison wanted Colossus on his team, couldn't have him. So he's like, I'm just going to have Emma Frost. And uh, she's got a second mutation. She's now has, now has a diamond body. So anything I was going to do with Colossus, I'm slotting her in that slot. I actually did not know that was the reason. So thank you for that, Ed. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> the only reason second mutations, are, like secondary mutations exist, was because a writer wanted another character and couldn't have him. I love how Grant Morrison can do that. <laughs> Grant Morrison is one of the few writers who could just say, you know what? I'm doing okay, this. Just do this. And what, what is anybody going to say about it? Nothing. Nothing. I'm crazy and Scottish. Have you seen how bald I am? <laughs> I went to Kathmandu and did a ton of drugs. Look at me. <laughs> okay. Jesus well, Christ. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, going on. Uh, so... Yeah, they have the psychic affair, Matt, which basically it takes place inside their heads because he is feeling distant from his wife and it's not going well. Sounds like a mind fuck. Ooh. <laughs> Never more appropriate. I actually think that the, in a second it's going to be a good time to take our break because what happens next in Scott Summer's life is the most important and defining thing, event of his entire character development. What, he, he, his VR sex with, with Emma Frost? 
No, no. What happens after, which oh. is M Day. But I want to save M Day for after the break. All right, folks. We'll be back. Start a break. I am about to commit suicide. Ah. No, no, no. That was Morph. That was Morph. All right, and we're back. Oh, how's everything? Did everybody enjoy their uh, summer's juice? Ooh, I had I had me some I had me some uh, uh, summer juice flavored Capri Sun. I had a uh, an X Men the Animated Series uh, Pizza Hut personal pan pizza. <laughs> Fuck, you're making me hungry. I know I'm kind of hungry right now too. It sucks. I threw on an episode of The Secret World of Alex Mack. I was the '90s <laughs> all over again. Alex Mack was Capri Sun. Yeah. That's really gross, but yeah. <laughs> have, have you ever seen it? Yes, I've seen it. Yeah, she turns she turns into, 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 into a container of Capri Sun. Those are her powers. Yeah. And then she gains super <laughs> strength by yeah. eating rice. Yeah. There yeah, are worse powers to have, though, than being Capri Sun. Yeah, the, there are worse powers to have than getting super strength from eating rice. That sounds awesome. You know, like being able to punch people with your eyes. No, that sounds shitty. <laughs> Well, I want, totally, I want yeah. super strength. I want super strength rice, <laughs> <laughs> and to be a Capri Sun. <laughs> the ability to punch people with your eyes is like only a little bit better than the power to melt. Like, <laughs> or like arms fall off, lad. That's a real thing. <laughs> you That's a real fall off, lad. That's a real superhero. How about how about the Condiment King? Ooh, oh, That's a I love guy. that show. He is a bad guy. He's super bad. He's so he bad. relishes crime. I hate you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, join the list. What's uh, wrong, Batman? He couldn't cut the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before the turns into Economy King episode, <laughs> uh, which we should do, I'm but, all for it. So we left off with uh, Cyclops and Jean drifting apart. Having an affair with Emma Frost, Jean at this point starts to redevelop her Phoenix powers, and uh, the Phoenix Force just basically really likes her as a host. (laughs) Do we want to very quickly explain what the Phoenix Force is? Because I think we have to touch on that in a little bit. Um, Yeah, we will actually. So, okay, the Phoenix Force is a cosmic entity, like up there with Galactus in power scale. Um. That is basically the avatar of death and rebirth. Oh, but he, but but she's afraid of Stretch Armstrong. Got it. What? Galactus is afraid of Reed Richards. Stretch Armstrong. Oh, oh, sorry, went over my head. My bad. I'm I'm not as smart as Reed Richards. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, it's it, it it is a wild and untamed force that possesses people and brings out and basically kind of feeds on their emotions um to the point where it makes them super passionate super destructive and basically it's a bad time 
for people who are Phoenix. Uh, it's a worse time for people around the people who are Phoenix. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. So at this point, Gene is starting to redevelop the Phoenix powers uh, granted by the Phoenix Force itself. And that makes the tension between them, you know, even stronger. And then Jean does what she does. Uh, she died again. <laughs> <laughs> that reaction. That's um, perfect. That's exactly what she does. Yeah. <laughs> she, just, she just dies again. She just punches the card. She gets a free bubble tea. Like, I... <laughs> but yeah, so uh, this uh, basically leaves uh, Scott to pursue a full-time actual relationship with Emma I, Frost. I thought you were going to say a full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, he, he does get a full-time job. He becomes the co-headmaster of the Xavier Institute. I thought you were going to say a gas station attendant. <laughs> well, you know, same thing, really. I, I don't know how, but I'm just... <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, they, they uh, him and Emma uh, are a couple, and they are the co-headmasters of the you know Xavier Institute. And this goes on until the biggest event of Cyclops's life which is M-Day um, I will explain yes because I feel like there are questions coming um, okay so there is a storyline called House of M and the storyline is basically uh, the Scarlet Witch Wanda Maximoff um, <laughs> sorry guys hey you're sick man it's okay are you alright yeah I just have a lot of phlegm I mean, stop dying That'll yeah, work. Yeah, That's Gene, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so sorry, sorry. He's he's hacking up along. He's just trying to get the get rid of the Phoenix Force. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. Uh, so Wanda Maximoff is a mutant daughter of Magneto. Uh, she, she's a mutant daughter. Well, yeah. <laughs> Not well, for I mean, nothing. Yeah, he, he he does have another mutant daughter. So I guess she technically is a mutant daughter because Polaris yeah. exists. Exactly. All right, I'll shut up. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she has probability and reality altering powers or chaos, chaos magic. magic. Yeah, and she actually does no actual magic, so she's a mutant who basically has powers and knows magic. But anyway, what? Yeah, she she learned magic. At some what? Point. Yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> Can't have two <laughs> sets of powers. Like that's like eating peanut butter and jelly, and then then throwing like fluff and Nutella on that bitch. Yeah, I, I guess her secondary mutation was learning. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Grant Morrison. <laughs> Why did you give her books? <laughs> <laughs> but um, so she is a little crazy at this point. Uh, like she lost her kids and uh, she dismantled the Avengers in a very literal way. Yeah, wasn't this this at like the tail end of the Avengers uh, disassembled storyline? Yes, it was. And... So this leads into like, you know, again, she's crazy and she realizes that mutants like including herself cause too many problems and she utters the words, no more mutants. I was hoping you were going to say Shakira, Shakira. Uh, she probably said that later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so this when she says this, she recreates the world uh, into Actually, I'm sorry. So she says that after House of M. But she, she recreates the world when she's crazy into this mutant paradise, basically. Basically trying to kind of fulfill her father's wish. And in this world, mutants are the, are the majority. Humans are the minority and are kind of discriminated against. But it's not like 
Age of Apocalypse level, like genocide or anything. They're just kind of a, a, a subclass. Um, but in this reality, basically all the heroes and mutants get the life that they most wanted to live. We actually talked about this in our Spider-Man episode. But at the end, um, she realizes what she's done and how she has uh, kind of royally effed up. And that's when she, sorry, utters the words, no more mutants. Wait, wait, wait. Before you continue, what did Scott get during that? I forget. Wasn't he like mutant president or something? No, no, no that, that was mutant king, sir. Oh, I forgot. Okay, excuse me. But what did Scott get? I don't remember what Scott's. Yeah, what did he get? No, <laughs> Scott wasn't even important enough to be part of like one of the biggest mutant storylines ever. Got a big old Boston cream cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's his uh, best life. <laughs> I, I'm honestly not going to lie. I forget, and I'm sorry, fans. But Eating cheesecake. I do not remember what happened with him and Alsa M. He might. Uh, I don't remember the X Men having much of a role because uh, Wolverine did. Spider Man did. Well, Wolverine. Wolverine's <laughs> the reason House of M st- ended because he remembered. <laughs> remember me. He remembered the fact that he was all of a sudden like could remember everything. He can I remember, remember all everything. Of fucked up mental mind block things that he had. So what you're saying is that Wolverine had a more important role. Oh yeah, in what? that than Cyclops did. What? What? Yeah. what? Yeah. My goodness. Cyclops. Continue. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna, I'm sorry. I'm looking this up now because I'm curious. Uh, him and Emma Frost are married in that world, and I think they're just living lives. Um, okay, so I did not realize that Scott Summers is six three and one hundred ninety five pounds. What? Yeah. yeah. How does that work? He is a shrimp. No, he's not. At six three, you just want him to be a shrimp, Paulo. He's <laughs> actually like a tall and statuesque man. Six three, one hundred ninety five. Only you would describe That's... Summers' juice as uh, <laughs> tall and statuesque. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is, yeah, summer's, summer's juice, juice is actually is the delic- name for him now. <laughs> I was gonna just say that that summer's juice is a delicacy in Dugland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. Oh my oh, word, it's beautiful. I love it's it. Terrible. Okay, so yeah, no more mutants. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But to 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 compound what you're saying, they're just living their best lives. Uh, yeah. yeah, the the two fell in love, married a few years later, and moved to Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah, that's boring. He's a commercial yeah. pilot. <laughs> <laughs> he's a commercial pilot <laughs> which is great because that's what the actor is fuck. <laughs> his best life is Hal Jordan without the Green Lantern ring <laughs> that's his wish his wish is to be not even the not even what's inside the box he wants to be the box of Cheerios <laughs> not even he doesn't even want to be the bee like he, he doesn't even want to be the honey nut Cheerios <laughs> now, God, he's, he's happy with cardboard Jesus Christ, fuck this guy. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> like, like, no, no wonder Wolverine made him a convertible. <laughs> That's like the best moment of his life. Still <laughs> Cyclops that made him a convertible. Gee, thanks, Logan. <laughs> what, a be- what a floppy dick. <laughs> all, right, all right, continue with M-Day. That's, it's important. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Cyclops sorry. is a walking purple dildo. Like I- <laughs> hey, hey, he's blue. That's my only argument. Blue and red. Let's be honest here. Okay, fair enough. Get okay. right. All right. So, no more mutants. 
which is what Wanda says, and that leads to what they call M-Day, which is where 99.9% of mutants around the world just suddenly lose their power. Was it 99.9%? I feel like that's a different number. I feel like it was close to like 97. Uh, I don't well, remember. There were over 2 million mutants in the world at this point, and they were then cut down to under 300. Okay, so 997 <laughs> oh. <laughs> Way to go, Paul. Uh, <laughs> I'm sick. Uh, leave me alone. No, it's cool. Uh, Paul is not I, sick. He's just got the Phoenix Force. <laughs> I, I do find it funny, though, that um, they called uh, the ensuing storyline after that the 198. <laughs> uh, like, because the thing is, is they were trying to say there's only 198 mutants left, but even in that story, they say, oh, there's actually like almost 300. Like, the, the, why call the story the 198? Like, thanks, it was thanks, just... thanks, Marvel. Yeah. Scott's race, which he has been, you know, fighting for his entire life, trying to preserve their image and ensure their survival, is now closer to extinction than it has ever been. Xavier is missing, and the world sees this as an opportunity to, you know, finally be rid of the mutant menace once and for all. So, Damn those pesky mutants. We would have got away with it, too, if it wasn't for all the mutants and your bald friend. Scott basically takes it upon his shoulders to be the savior of his race. He's mutant Jesus. Uh, he is. Well, he thinks so. Well, no, he. He just this is a role that he only took up because he had to and he was the only one who could do it. No, no, no. I was going to say that Cable is mutant Jesus. Oh, that's because he literally goes by Jesus Cable at one point. Mon ami. Well, keep going. I'm sorry. So he basically invites all the mutants in the world to basically over for a barbecue. Uh, actually to avoid a barbecue of, <laughs> of themselves. Oh, but, <laughs> that was close. Close enough. Um, so basically he offers all mutant sanctuary. He basically wants to get them all together to, you know, defend themselves. And so even the villains like, you know, join up because they're like, yeah, we should, you know, probably not get, you know, genocided. <laughs> you always want to uh, avoid genocide. It's yeah. the pro pro tip. Avoid genocide at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I feel like that, that's a, that, that's fair. I, so something that I've actually failed to mention is uh, Scott, one of his uh, primary attributes is that he is a brilliant tactician. Captain America's even said that, like, besides himself and Captain America's got literally a super soldier enhanced brain to give him special tactician abilities. Um, that Scott Summers is like one of the best tacticians he's ever seen. And Cyclops rallies the remainder of the mutant race under one banner. Even Magneto joins him and then serves under him. Magneto even says to Scott that you've achieved the one thing that neither Charles or I ever could. You've united the entire mutant race under one banner. Yeah, because there's like, like yeah, there's like twelve of say. them. It's it's extenuating circumstances. He like he like sent out a bunch of like he sent out a bunch of Facebook invites. Was like come to my party. Yes, no, maybe. Like <laughs> it's like he sent out he sent out the invite to the party. And it's the only party in the world. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll go. <laughs> it's either that or get genocided. Like, <laughs> and like as we've discussed, you want to avoid genocide at all costs. <laughs> not to, not to, not to, you know, <laughs> to downgrade on your the, 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 the 
you know, the terribleness of genocide, but you always <laughs> want to avoid it. Anyway, so he, he, all right, so he unites all the mutants under one banner. Yes, yeah, Cyclops right. has got mojitos. Isn't this the beginning? <laughs> isn't <laughs> this the beginning of the schism storyline? Uh, it leads to the schism storyline eventually because the Good thing is, well. is to preserve the mutant race, uh, Scott gets very pragmatic. Good word. Um, he, Start. He loses a lot of his idealism in favor of, you know, surviving. He <laughs> As takes, one does. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he takes steps that he never has before, and probably ne- would have never even considered. Uh, for instance, he uh, secretly doesn't even tell the other X Men. He forms basically a an exterminate mutant- an assassination yeah. squad. Yo, best freaking probably the best decision he ever made was fucking <laughs> forming x-force no i agree completely also fantastic book yeah it, rick it was remender's a... run on x-force was one of the best stories i have ever read i just think everybody gets really baller costumes that, that is also true, true. yeah Dude, that like... is i'm sorry to interrupt you, but that is no, that is wolverine deadpool psylocke phantom x and Archangel, not Angel, but Archangel. Uh, Archangel's costume mm. is so baller. Oh my god, so cool! Also, some of the best like character moments for Deadpool as well. Like not even oh, yeah. like his his stupid self, but like his like showing his moral yeah. sense. Yeah, no. Oh my god, that's such a great book. But yes, no, it really is. What are Scott Summers' best decisions? It's just a bummer that 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 run falls off a cliff somewhere. Like, well, like, like Remender's only on it for a little bit. Yeah. No, Remender finishes it. Oh, does he? Yeah, he finishes it. I, I read the whole thing. It is fantastic all the way through. At least I think so. Anyway, so yeah, he ba- he forms X-Force, which is literally a mutant hit squad. He, pro instead of waiting to be attacked, he secretly dispatches uh, some of the X-Men to assassinate threats to mutant kind. <laughs> he unleashes... <laughs> He unleashes the tiny like furball murderer. <laughs> he <laughs> to really kill does, all though. of his enemies before they kill him first. Yeah. I hate that that's true, but it really is exactly what happened and it works. Yeah. It it does work because that's the thing is he and you have to be pragmatic when there it is so easy to wipe out your race. <laughs> like, in, either, in either sense. So that that kind of leads into that schism storyline we were talking about because Wolverine feels like Scott Summers is completely losing his way. And I think there's something to be said when Wolverine goes, hey, buddy, uh, bub, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you've gone a little too far there. Yeah. Yeah. And- when, when tiny furball murderer goes, uh, hey, mm. maybe we should stop with the murder. Yeah. So so at first what happens is uh, the X-Men uh, relocate to San Francisco, uh, you know, because they're like the most accepting and tolerant city in the world. Didn't they, they like get a, like an island in yeah, San Francisco? The, uh, that happened after. Okay. So they relocate, relocated to San Francisco. They uh, basically became San Francisco superhero team. But also he was still, you know, <laughs> like, you know, executing assassins. Still had a assassinations. murder squad going out there. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. But uh, then he realizes that the mutants are causing too much of a target on the city. So they relocate to the crashed asteroid M, which is raised from the ocean uh, by uh, Magneto and Namor, who also is a mutant, by the way. Yeah. Oh, didn't know that. Technically. Ugh, uh, asteroid M, yeah, asteroid M, if you don't know, is uh, yeah. Magneto's uh, first base of operations. Yes. It's literally an asteroid in space. Was was yeah, 
And then it becomes an island uh, off the coast of California, which they dubbed Utopia and claimed as their own land, which uh, all mutants were welcome to. Isn't it's technically their own sovereign nation? Yeah, they were. I dig it. Um, what led to schism was at one point there's been no mutants born since M Day. Uh, yeah, since M Day, since Wanda did her whole magical whammy. Fucking Wanda. And suddenly, for the first time, Cerebro detects a new mutant. <sighs> yes. You are right, Gasp. Isn't this where, like, Cable ends up grabbing that baby and becomes, like, a bodyguard, and then he's chased through, like, time or something by a weirdly white bishop? Uh, yes, that is. Uh, that is the end of the storyline, basically. Oh, okay. um, the storyline's called Messiah Complex. Mm. And, you know... So they detect this mutant this, uh, that was born, and they go on a mission, of course, to, uh, you know, find the baby and protect it because it's a sign of hope, the only one that they've had in years. <gasps> and so uh, – and what they don't know is the mutant hunter uh, Bastion comes back through time. Like as kind of like Nimrod, like a super sentinel, mm -hmm. and tries to exterminate the baby, of course, um, because it's saying like that this baby is going to, you know, base bring mutants back somehow. So, um, what causes schism is that when it comes to attack Utopia, uh, Scott rallies all the mutants to defend the baby and the island, and including the young students. And Wolverine has a huge issue with him using the children as soldiers. Now, I, I frankly, I see why he did. He's like, hey, you know, fight because they're trying to kill you. But Wolverine did not care for it. And that led to a schism, of course, uh, between the X-Men, where half the X-Men basically sided with Cyclops and half sided with Wolverine. And the side that sided with Wolverine left Utopia and went to New York to refound a new uh, institute. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the baby, which they named Hope, was then protected by Cable because they knew that this baby was going to be, you know, tried to be killed by all the anti-mutant threats in the world. The baby was kind of a big deal. Yeah. So Cyclops basically tasked Cable with taking the baby to the future and raising it somewhere safe so that she can grow up and, like, develop her powers and, you know, come back and save mutant kind. And... Well, she does, but the whole what, time... Does she, though? She does basically do something that allows new mutants to be born again. Uh, because she has, like, kind of undefined crazy powers. Uh, I feel like I don't remember any of this. Like, I, I, I know I read a lot of this. Like, I know she plays a big part of the storyline that's Avengers versus X-Men and the Phoenix Force and all that. And I know we're going to get to that, but I just... I feel like she's another one of those like Marvel stories where it's just like, yeah, we're going to say all this is going to happen, but do nothing with it. Uh, well, no, she comes back and she does do her thing. Anyway, going back to going back to Cyclops. So now the X-Men have split up. Mm -hmm. uh, we got two two X-Men teams. Uh, I think they're called Blue and Gold again. Uh, no, no, that that's uh, <sighs> that's later. OK, so then we got the New York team, which is led by Wolverine, reform the Xavier School. And mm -hmm. then the San Francisco team, which is 
uh, like Cyclops. Cyclops, Emma, Colossus, Magneto. Mag- yeah, Magneto. Basically, kind of the darker X Men. Isn't um, the the Wolverine book kind of uh, akin, if you will, to the Wolverine and the X Men cartoon? In a sense, yes. Yeah, Cartoon's good. If you haven't seen X-Men, it, check Wolverine, it out. Well, yeah, Wolverine and the X is probably one of the really good Marvel comic book shows to to come out. But too bad they decided, you know, oh, the show, it's, we're not gonna we're not gonna renew it. Let's end it after two seasons when it gets really good. Did it even Wait, get which, two seasons? Which 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 cartoon are we talking Wolverine about? Wolverine and the X Men. Was it two seasons? I don't even remember I think it was one that. season. I think it was one season with like twenty episodes or something like that. It's a great show. Uh, yeah, if you haven't it, watched it, I, I highly recommend it. It's its own thing. It's really neat. Um, and it's vaguely a sequel to X-Men Evolution. I mean, it's not. I know. You're right. One season. Yeah, it's like one season, like 23 episodes, right? 26. Ooh, I was close. <laughs> I looked it up because that, that yeah. show is is desert- meriting of a, of a watch if you haven't yeah, watched yeah. it. Anyway, uh, funny, I, I should actually... Sorry, go ahead. No, funny story. I mean, really, it's, it's a quick aside. One of my D&D characters is named after... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is named after Apollo here flubbing the name or flubbing uh trying to explain an episode of that show to me. Wait, which one? Remind me. Uh we were we were talking about one of the episodes with Emma Frost and you went, "Did did you see the episode Frost?" And I oh, went, yeah. "I guess that's the name of my monk." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. All right, so let's let's continue. So I, I actually want to clarify uh something I said cuz I kind of misspoke a little bit. Um so they send the baby into the future. It, the baby wasn't being hunted by Nimrod at the time. Uh, Nimrod hu- begins to hunt her when she, uh, Cable brings her back when she's grown. Mm. And the way that she brings mutants back is uh, Emma Frost sees that she is kind of manifesting a part of the Phoenix Force. And the Phoenix is the representation of death and rebirth. So the Phoenix Force uh, empowers hope to allow her to bring mutants back. Oh. And basically, when she does this, Cerebro immediately detects five new mutant signals. Oh, right, that first new class that they get. Mm. And, that, and that, that's what leads to Schism. Uh, that whole thing where Hope comes back. And the next storyline after that is basically Avengers versus X-Men. We didn't talk about, um, oh man, I totally forget the name of the story, because um, the, the, the being itself pops up in um, The Avengers, but he, yeah. he, he looks like a being of pure energy, and he, and he, he just murders the, the, the Avengers to death uh, with a bunch <laughs> of crazy powers, uh, they, and they, they come to find out that he, uh, this being is or has all of the powers of all the other mutants that they thought had died during um, uh, uh, M-Day. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, that was a storyline in uh, New Avengers, I believe. Uh, or, like that that happened shortly after M Day, back when Bendis was writing it. I okay, think. yeah, yeah, I, I I forgot when that was, and I I forgot whether or not it was even like relevant to the X Men. Um, well, I mean, it's kind of relevant, but not really because it didn't change anything. Right, like most things. Right. <laughs> Like, cra- uh-huh. like cradle and a baby in a blizzard. Exactly. All right. It so go, so go ahead. Nothing. Gotta okay. continue with, with what we were going with. I'm sorry. Uh, the next big storyline is Avengers vs. X-Men, which um, the Phoenix Force is returning to Earth, and they detect this ahead of time. And Cyclops is hype about it because he thinks that it's going to come and Hope is going to be, you know, the host of the Phoenix because he's already seen Hope manifest some of the Phoenix's abilities before. 
and he thinks that he's going to use hope basically to jumpstart the mutant population. Like he's going to like have hope be the Phoenix and have her use her power to accelerate mutant births. Now the Avengers rightfully fear the Phoenix force because it has destroyed star systems before. <laughs> Uh, so they are in a pretty big conflict with the X-Men because the X-Men want the Phoenix Force to come and the Avengers do not. You know, pretty good reasons all around. <laughs> mm. Save our race uh, or, hey, you know, that might kill us all. You know, classic dilemma. Yeah. Now, during this, they uh, Tony Stark develops a device that he hopes to uh, use to destroy the Phoenix. And it does not work, but it does split the Phoenix Force into five different parts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this whole thing. Oh, yeah. yeah I remember this. And, I have no idea what we're all talking about. And <laughs> uh, so the Phoenix Force then takes five different hosts. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it takes uh, Cyclops, Emma Frost, Colossus, Namor, and uh, Magic, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, they, and, they, they, all, they all join a uh, pop band, kind of like S-Club 7, and they call themselves the Phoenix Five. They did. And they, with this power, try and prove that, hey, you know, we're, we're not a threat, and we're going to help out. Like, <laughs> they... They basically go throughout the world and like help out, like you know, growing food in deserts and solving disasters. You know, they're 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 actually doing a pretty good thing. And but then of course, Namor fights Wakanda. <laughs> yeah, the entirety, well, the entirety. Yeah, well, that sounds like he should lose. Well, he's Namor got more with the Phoenix Force. Ah, uh, remember the Phoenix? Okay, so one of the things you got to remember is the Phoenix Force when it's technically under the control of somebody. It just grants you it, – it multiplies your powers I don't even know how many fold. Um, it is it – is it's a deus ex machina pretty much that you can just be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm this powerful. I could do this. I could do that. Like it, it – like the, for the mutants, for example, for like Colossus, Colossus was uh, on uh, – all Colossus is known for is for being able to um, turn to metal. And being really strong. And being really strong. But, and had a ridiculous accent. Exactly. But, yes. but his powers get like multiplied. He's able to do like ridiculous things. I, I don't remember any specific instances of what he did because I feel like he's the one who had the powers the least like amount of time because eventually they all lose the powers. Right. One, one at a time. Yeah. And each time one of them loses it, the remaining gets stronger. Get their, yes. So, uh, and the Avengers, even even while the X-Men are doing good in the world, are afraid because they're like, this isn't going to last. The Phoenix Force corrupts people like mm. it, 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 you know, it manipulates them emotionally. And um, so they start going after the Phoenix Five because, you know, that's what they're doing. They're the Avengers. They're trying to save the world. And mm -hmm. the X-Men are just trying to save mutant kind. So basically one at a time, the Phoenix Five kind of get taken down. The others get stronger until it's down to just Emma and Cyclops. And then Cyclops takes the power from Emma and betrays her, which causes them to have a huge falling out. And he becomes the sole host of the Phoenix. Uh, Xavier at this point comes back and tries to stop him. And Cyclops being manipulated by the Phoenix Force 
That's a cop out. It, go ahead. He, uh, no, it, it, it is and it isn't, but it is also. You're right. Cyclops then kills Professor X. Yo, he using... freaking brains him. Yeah. F full frontal punch, eye punch to the fucking head. Yep. Like point blank. For for the sake of time, I'm not going to ask how oh, somebody's able to defeat a telepath that's able to put thoughts in people's minds. He Phoenix Force. Well, the one the Phoenix Force said, I believe, isn't Xavier depowered at this point? Um, I believe he was. So he's just an old dude in a wheelchair. No, he's not even in a wheelchair because uh, apparently, if I remember correctly, they had said that part of his power is what caused his paralysis. Wait, 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 wait. I feel on. like that's something, something that was said at one point in the comics. So when he comes back, he can walk. Wait, 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 wait. So if that's true, then why didn't the Red Skull, when he was able to, uh, what's it called? Uh, the, the Red Skull had During Charles, yeah, 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 had had uh, uh, Charles Xavier's brain, and then was able to dissect it and find like the the part of his brain that had like the the mutant gene, I guess, in it, and then he implanted his his telepathy into himself. So before he had used the the, the cosmic cube to then like create the whole uh, hydro cap thing, why wasn't he immediately crippled? I listen. I don't know what to tell you. It's Marvel. Honestly, regardless, this is also like the yeah. third time Professor X has regained the ability uh, to walk and then later lost it again. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. In other case, so how does banging your head allow you to not turn off your concussion powers? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. In all seriousness, though, so so he brains him like completely, yeah. just obliterates him with his um fist. <laughs> no, with his with his uh, eye beams. Yeah, his eye yeah. His eye fists. Yeah, he was eye punching him. He eye punched him with Phoenix Force powers. That's how ridiculous that was. He eye punched him with Firebirds. Continue. That's <laughs> that's my favorite Apple product. Yes. <laughs> so he kills him. Anyway, Doug, continue. He kills his his mentor. His his dad figure. His father figure. Exactly. Okay. So why did he kill his dad? All right. So after um, killing uh, Xavier. The Avengers and the X-Men fight again, but Cyclops is weakened and Hope absorbs the Phoenix Force into herself. Basically, then her and Scarlet Witch together undo the things that the Phoenix had done, even the good ones for some reason, <laughs> and uh, then they disperse the Phoenix Force throughout the world, which basically they succeeded in their goal. It jumpstarts mutant births around the world, creating thousands of new mutants. Cyclops at this point has to pay for his crimes in literal ways and also psychologically because he was manipulated by the Phoenix. But the thing is, is he while he was manipulated by it, the emotions were still his. So it's something he wouldn't have done if the Phoenix wasn't possessing him, but he wanted to do it when the Phoenix possessed himself. So he is riddled with guilt at this point, and he allows uh, the Avengers to just take him in and put him in jail. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I, I still say Cyclops friggin' murdered Xavier. No, he did, and Cyclops, like, feels that he did. He feels responsible for it. I mean, he is. He totally murdered that old man. Yeah, he did. He's like, hey, Dad, you can walk again. Guess what? Now you're dead. <laughs> All right. Cyclops leads a mutant uprising, gets Phoenix Force... Uh, I punches the shit out of Charles Xavier. <laughs> What's left? My mind. 
Um, not terribly much. Uh, we're going to the last basical. Uh, basical. The last story basically is X Men versus Inhumans. I was hoping is... you were going to say Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> X Men versus Street Fighter. Yeah. So come on, Doug. Let's go crazy. Okay. <laughs> Choose so, your alter ego. So Ma- Magneto breaks Cyclops out of jail because you know Magneto thinks he's the man <laughs> as, of the as job. you do. Yeah, he thinks he thinks the Cyclops is the man for the job, like of leading the mutant race still. And he uh, he gets back together with the X-Men and at least the ones that were still like loyal to him. And they try and, you know, start like a mutant revolution from Canada, and... by the way. Right. Oh, the Canadian mutant revolution of t- 2011. That's that happened. Yes. Right. So, okay, n- now here's what basically happens. Now, at the same time in the Marvel Universe, the Inhumans, uh, who were kind of going extinct themselves, is the last of their Terragenesis crystals, which is how they gained their powers, to create these two huge clouds of Terrigen mist uh, that spread throughout the globe. Now, what they didn't realize is that this cloud is toxic to mutants and basically gives them a disease that kills them almost immediately and wait, wait 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 so what you're telling me is that there was some kind of like embargo from disney that was like we don't own the mutant characters so marvel comics fucking killed them that's actually an interesting theory that might that might be true no it is know. it is it, it's it actually is. true yeah <laughs> wouldn't shock me all right continue so yeah they were like so, we don't so, own the rights of the movies kill them all right so what happens in this storyline is they go to investigate this on muir island which is a, like a famous X-Men location like near Scotland. <laughs> it's like Disneyland for mutants. <laughs> and uh, they get there and they find a whole bunch of dead Jamie Madroxes, uh, the multiple man, who had been using his powers to study the disease by, you know, having as many people work on it as possible, all of them himself. <laughs> Um, and so they go to investigate this and Cyclops contracts the disease like immediately upon arriving and dies in the lab. But Emma kind of broken up by this and not allowing a man she idealized to like die like this convinces everybody that he's still alive by psychically projecting him at all times. And she then tries to get revenge on the Inhumans by instigating a war with them. She knows that she can't keep this up forever and the Cyclops has to die, but she wants his death to mean something. So she uses the psychic projection of Cyclops to instigate a one-on-one fight with Black Bolt, and Black Bolt then, quote-unquote, kills him. And that is what really jumpstarts the war between the Inhumans and the Mutants. But Cyclops has actually been dead all along. Oh, so it was like a reverse Vince, uh, Vin, uh, Vince McMahon reveal. Sort I of, was yeah. dead, Austin. <laughs> I was dead all along. Now, we are running kind of late, so I want to basically now take all that I have talked about, and I want to tell you why I think all these events make Scott the most developed character. Yeah, in you know what? Let's do and something. I'm gonna have to, like, on, let's do something before you do that. Let's give the audience a minute Mm -hmm. to catch a breather, and then we'll come right back, and we'll get into this last part. Yeah, I like it. 
It, it was also fl- it was also fl- <laughs> Where you Where you go? Go? <laughs> <laughs>
when he is fully in a relationship with Emma Frost, that's actually the healthiest relationship he's probably ever had in his entire life. Uh, he makes her a better person, and he sees her as her, not some image he's conceived in his head of what love is. He, he sees Emma, and so he is in a, like I said, he's the healthiest relationship he's ever been. And then M-Day happens, and he is suddenly forced to deal with the reality of saving mutant kind and not an idealized vision of how things should be done like the kind Xavier had. He had to actually make real choices. Um, he became darker and more pragmatic at the time, but he was fighting for his race's survival and his race's rights. He made a lot of questionable decisions as a lot of uh, historical figures have done in the name of of equality and saving the race and he fights the good fight for what he truly believes in he's his own man for the first time in his life and this leads into uh hope being born and him seeing a possible way to actually make a reality of saving his race because the thing is is up until then, he'd been just protecting the survivors of his race, but they were slated for extinction. There was not enough mutants to propagate the race, and no new mutants were being born. So, seeing a way to actually save his race, he embraces it dogmatically. He finds hope. He plans all of this, and then uses the Phoenix Force to Possibly foolishly, but he accepts the Phoenix Force as a necessary evil to save his kind. And I don't think he was wrong, frankly. He he made, like I said, a lot of morally questionable choices like a lot of people have in the past to fight a righteous cause. And... I just think that everything is so logically consistent with how the character works. His upbringing, uh, his indoctrination, his idealization of love and romance. Uh, he was living in a fantasy world and basically until having to deal with the scars of hosting Apocalypse, he had never really looked at life and tried to live it as his own person and when he finally started to he took control and he became the man he became the most important mutant in the universe i think it's a great story it's a great tale and as i've always used the ha hashtag cyclops was right and it's i it was a shame when he died in my opinion but uh he is finally back yeah, but didn't they undo everything you just said with one issue when he, they brought him back? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, it's like yeah. holding a baby in a blizzard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <lo> <laughs> nice callback there.
Um, yeah, so basically what happens is he comes back. Uh, he is saved by Cable. Um, it's the using younger tiny, Cable, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah, it'll weird, complicated story, but the younger Cable kills his older self for not doing a good enough job of being Cable. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Wow. Love it. Um, yeah, so he brings back uh, Cyclops using a fraction of the Phoenix Force, just a tiny fraction. A little bit. And Cyclops is back. But the thing is, is what we didn't mention was when Scott was going down this dark path, uh, Heck McCoy, the beast brought back the five original X-Men, including a younger version of himself to the present to basically try and show everybody how they'd lost their way. And young Cyclops sees militant, pragmatic death squad hiring old Cyclops and it's like, Oh, fuck this. I'm never going to be this guy. I'm a hero. And the thing is, is they got sent back to the past pretty much right before Cyclops is rebirthed. But when Cyclops is resurrected, he has his own memories and the memories of that other Cyclops. And he decides uh, that he's been doing this wrong uh, by putting his own race over life in general. And that he is going to take a new path and be a true hero again. Which really, in my opinion, cheapens the entire legacy of the character. But eh, what you going to do? Or alternatively. They, they needed to get back to the status quo. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, I will make this argument before we close up with the night. Alternatively, sure. you could say that this is really the first time that Cyclops is taking his own path. Because Ooh. every other time that Cyclops has been on any type of path, it's been someone else's decision. It's been through someone else's... Like, he is... Cyclops is a victim of circumstance. Everything that he has done yeah, I was gonna say. has been because of the circumstances of where he's been. The very, uh, the, the very that's fact actually, that he that's was... That's a good point. The very fact that he was uh, picked up by Xavier was because his parents died. Because he was a mutant. The very reason he became Cyclops was because of his mutant powers. He has never made an actual decision for himself in his life. The only time that he's made a decision for himself were when he chose to maybe sleep with Emma. But so like he sleep with her, but even then, like that was because of what happened in Apocalypse. But but isn't that kind of ironic that he's the leader? Yeah. And he's not making, making any, any decisions. Any decisions, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah, you know, you, you actually have a good point because, yeah, I mean, I, I was saying that he was making the decisions, but he wasn't making the decisions for himself. He was he was making the decisions that he had to as the leader because the situations that were thrust upon him. So you, you actually just brought an interesting perspective to it that I hadn't considered. I still I'm still think Cyclops is boring as fuck. However, maybe there's an opportunity now. For him to be more interesting because now he's no longer the same Cyclops who's going to make the same dumbass decisions that he made before. Are you telling wait, me wait, wait. that Cyclops is no longer inside the box? Maybe now Cyclops might not be Cheerios. Maybe this time he might be Cornflakes. <gasps> Whoa. Cyclops, Cyclops like, is like Tony how, the Tiger. I like how you still couldn't make him a good cereal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fuck you, I like Frosted Flakes. Right? Uh, but, yeah, but he said Corn Flakes. That's without the Frosted. Oh, What's wrong oh, with right, Corn Flakes, right. man? confused. No sugar. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I said, at the end of the day, I think that's probably the most important part about comic books is, and one of the things I got to say to Doug is, that's a really great take and an interesting take on yeah. the character. 
and something that a lot of people probably wouldn't take the time to actually look at. And I'm, I, I for one personally love what you did in trying to get us to think of Cyclops in a new way. I still think he's a fucking dumbass. But, <laughs> you know what? That's I. You know, you know, he he sounds like he's kind of. You know, a, a leader that's not really making decisions for himself in a sense like right, that, right. like 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 he's just kind of a tool to Xavier. I mean, yeah, it kind of helps reinforce how they kind of portray him in a cartoon, or he's just kind of like this tool. Yeah. Um, but like the whole him and the after the uh, what was it? Would you say a House of M? Yeah, well, yeah. The, M Day was the one that depowered all the mutants. That's it. Yeah, after M Day, he sounds like he really comes into his own. He, he does in a sense, but Apollo was right in the sense that he comes into his own because a situation was thrust upon him. He had to take that responsibility. He didn't have a choice in the matter, really. Right. But my argument here, though, is that if M-Day never happened, you wouldn't be sitting here making this argument about Cyclops. Instead, oh, the not, argument, no, not at instead all. the argument would be is that he's just a sad guy of circumstance. Yeah, pretty much. No, no I, I, I agree. M-Day is his defining character moment, in my opinion. Well, you heard it here, folks. Summer juice. Find it at your local stores. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So love him or hate him, but don't not care. Love him or hate him. Pick a side. <laughs> <laughs> have questions a topic you would like us to cover or wish to simply tell us all the facts we screwed up feel free to contact us at layman's guide to the multiverse at gmail.com also feel free to visit our website at layman's guide to the multiverse.com our intro music is dance rocket off the album descent of the goober monster by jesse spillane and is licensed under an attribution 4.0 international cc by 4.0 license off http colons forward slash forward slash free music archive.org our intermission music is crinoline dreams by kevin mcleod off incomptech.com licensed under creative commons by attribution 3.0 license http colon forward slash forward slash creative commons dot org forward slash license forward slash by forward slash 3.0 forward slash and our outro music is miami nights extended theme also by kevin mcleod off incomtech.com license under creative commons by attribution 3.0 license http colon forward slash forward slash creative commons dot org forward slash license forward slash by forward slash three point zero forward slash